It's time to hear about yet another incarnation of Lord Vishnu. So far, we saw that Vishnu took the form of fish, a complete water being. Then he came as a tortoise, an amphibian, followed by a land animal, the boar, in the Varaha avatar. In today's episode, we will hear about Narasimha avatar, where Lord Vishnu takes the form of Narasimha. What does this word mean? Nara means man and Simha means lion. The Lord takes this avatar, which is in the form of half man and half lion. Let us understand why he takes this form. The Dwarapalakas of Vaikuntha, Jaya and Vijaya were born in the lower worlds due to a curse given by the sons of Brahma, the Sanat Kumaras. They were first born as Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. As you may remember from the last episode, the Lord took the form of Varaha and killed Hiranyaksha. Let us see what happens next. When news of Hiranyaksha's death reached Hiranyakashipu, he became very angry. He was filled with rage and he spoke, Oh, Vimurda, Trayaksha, Sambara, Satabahu, Hayagriva, Namuchi, Paka, Ilavala and all of you others, listen to me. Our weak enemies, the Devas, have managed to kill my dear brother Hiranyaksha. Vishnu took the side of the Devas and killed Hiranyaksha. I want to avenge my brother's death and punish Vishnu. I will cut off Vishnu's head and using the blood that comes out of his neck, I will perform the Tarpana for my dead brother. Without Vishnu, the Devas will also perish. Until then, I will not be at peace. Here is what I want all of you to do. While I go to get strength to kill Vishnu, I order you all to go all over the earth and kill all the people who perform yajnas, which are the source of strength for the devas. Destroy all the places where such people are. The asuras who were naturally inclined to create trouble were very happy to hear this from Hiranyakashipu and went about destroying all the villages, cities, temples, fields, places of study, forests, ashramas and other places. Soon, people stopped following dharma and stopped conducting yajnas due to this and the devas started getting weaker. Hiranyakashipu consoled the sons of Hiranyaksha and then left to perform severe penance to gain strength. He chose a place near the Mandara mountain and began performing tapas. He stood on one leg with only the toes of that leg touching the ground. Both his arms lifted up with his hands clasped in salutation and his head tilted upwards towards the sky. He performed this severe penance for a long, long time. Trees and anthills grew around him and ants ate up much of his flesh. Rain and wind poured water and dust on him. However, none of these things disturbed Hiranyakashipu and he continued his penance. This severe penance caused heat to emanate from Hiranyakashipu and it started affecting all the beings in all the worlds. The heat became unbearable and all the devas and sages went to Brahma and asked him to help. Brahma came to the ashrama where Hiranyakashipu was performing penance and spoke, Oh, son of Kashyapa, arise from your penance. I am pleased with your penance and will give you whatever you desire. 
ask me what you want. He sprinkled a little bit of water from his kamandala and Hiranyakashipu regained his original strong form and all the anthills and other dust went away. Hiranyakashipu paid his respects to Brahma and asked, Dear Lord Brahma, accept my humble salutations to you. Please grant me that I should not die by any of the beings that you have created in any world, be it an animal, human being or a deva. I should not die inside or outside any place. I should not die in the day or in the night. I should not die on the ground or in the sky. I should not die by any weapon. Lord Brahma, perplexed at the request, had no choice but to grant the boon as he had promised. He granted this desire of Hiranyakashipu and went away. Hiranyakashipu was now very strong and knew the power of Brahma's blessing. He could not be defeated by anyone, either humans, devas or fellow asuras or animals. He conquered the entire universe. Human beings, devas, gandharvas, asuras, garudas, siddhas and all other types of beings alive were now under Hiranyakashipu. He moved into Indra Loka and occupied the palace of Indra and ruled all the Lokas from there. He took all the wealth created in all the worlds. He made everyone but Brahma, Shiva and Vishnu to bow down to him and praise him and do whatever he ordered. Hiranyakashipu put strict rules in place that everyone should worship him and him only and troubled or killed anyone who merely mentioned Lord Vishnu's name. One need not imagine the plight of all those devotees of Lord Vishnu, their sufferings indeed unspeakable. Unable to bear the tyrannical rule, the devas and sages went to Lord Vishnu and sought his help. Lord Vishnu told them, My dear devotees, do not despair. Wait for some more time. When Hiranyakashipu starts tormenting a great devotee of mine who will be born to him, I will come and kill him and restore dharma. Hiranyakashipu had four sons and one of them was Prahalada. Prahalada was different from other Asura children or for that matter from any other child. He was of a calm disposition, helpful and kind even to people who tried to hurt him. His mind was always focused on Lord Vishnu. His face radiated calmness and divine beauty for everyone who saw. One wonders how did Prahalada, who is born to Hiranyakashipu, develop such good qualities? Let us find out. When Hiranyakashipu was performing his penance, Indra and the other devas attacked the Asuras. Indra went to Hiranyakashipu's palace and arrested Hiranyakashipu's queen. As she was being taken away, the great sage Narada appeared and instructed Indra. Narayana Narayana Oh Indra, the queen has not done anything wrong and she is innocent. She is also carrying a child. You must not imprison her. She will be the mother of a very good son and a great devotee of Lord Vishnu himself. You must let her go. Indra listened to the sage and let her go. 
Narada took the queen to his ashrama and looked after her. The queen performed service in the ashrama and Narada told her stories of Lord Vishnu and taught her the right way of life. Prahlada was in her womb and as he grew within her womb he listened to Narada's teachings and was born as a kind, noble and exalted child. This is how Prahlada developed great qualities and devotion to Lord Vishnu. When Prahlada was about 5 years old, Hiranyakashipu sent him to Gurukula, the school in those days. Sukracharya was the guru of the whole Asura clan and his two sons were the teachers in the school. They taught Prahlada and all of his other fellow classmates the basics of life and imparted special instructions to Prahlada on what to do when one was a prince. Prahlada however was not interested in any of these but listened to them while his mind was always focused on Lord Vishnu. After a few weeks Hiranyakashipu called Prahlada made him sit on his lap and asked My dear child you have been in school for a few weeks now tell me what you have learned Prahlada replied Dear father I have learned that Lord Vishnu is the supreme lord and we should always worship him we should do all the things in life thinking about him constantly in our minds Hiranyakashipu on hearing this became angry and worried when he had prohibited worship of anyone other than himself his own son was talking about worshiping Vishnu his greatest enemy he felt that people were slipping in unnoticed and were teaching him these things at the ashrama Hiranyakashipu ordered that Prahlada be guarded all the time and instructed the teachers to teach him properly Prahlada went back to school again in the school the teachers tried to teach prahlada about how to conduct life as a prince about weapons politics and other things prahlada had no interest in these but calmly listened while his mind was always thinking about lord vishnu whenever his teachers were not around prahlada taught the other children about hari lord vishnu and how to live life properly by being a devotee to him the teachers were getting worried they tried to change prahlada's mind but failed after a few more weeks hiranyakashipu again called prahlada made him sit on his lap and asked again my dear child tell me what you have learnt again prahlada said he has learnt about lord vishnu and how to worship him and how to be of service to society while being his devotee Hiranyakashipu became extremely angry and shouted at the teachers You deceitful teachers what have you taught my son do you not know what to teach him The sons of Sukracharya replied Oh my lord Hiranyakashipu whatever your son is saying has not been taught by us in fact we tried our best to teach him other things and even try to stop him from teaching about lord vishnu to the other children but he always is focused on vishnu and there is nothing we can do hiranyakashipu became enraged and his face turned red with anger he said this boy prahlada 
is chanting the name of my enemy Vishnu. Even after multiple attempts, he continues to practice devotion to Vishnu. Because of this, he is now my enemy. Kill him. Yes, Hiranyakashipu was so overcome by anger and stupidity that he ordered his people to kill his own young child. Immediately, the Asuras started throwing trident spears and other sharp weapons on Prahalada, who was still thinking about the Lord, unaware of what was happening around him. Miraculously, none of the weapons worked. They did not even scratch Prahalada, let alone wound him or kill him. Hiranyakashipu ordered the Asuras to punch him and kill him with their hands. The Asuras began raining blows on the five-year-old child, Prahalada. But nothing happened to him. Prahalada felt no pain and it was the Asuras who became tired. After failing in their attempts, the Asuras resorted to even more cruel methods. They rolled Prahalada from the top of a cliff. They put him in the midst of many poisonous snakes, gave him milk mixed with poison, tried to get elephants to trample him to death. They did not give him food and water for a long time and many other unimaginable ways. But nothing worked and Prahalada did not even get a small scratch. Prahalada remained calm and smiling as always and had Lord Vishnu in his mind throughout these times. The teachers and the asuras, frustrated by their attempts, came back to Hiranyakashipu and told him that nothing was working. Even worse, the other children were now becoming devotees of Lord Vishnu and were trying to follow the right way of life. Hiranyakashipu, with great wrath, summoned Prahalada to his palace. He addressed him, You stupid, stubborn child! Why are you not listening to anyone? I will send you to the place of death today. What makes you so calm? What gives you the strength that you are not afraid of me and nothing happens to you? Prahalada calmly replied, O oh king, the source for my strength is the one that is also the source of strength for you and every living being. It is Lord Vishnu who is the supreme power and is present in every object in this universe. Hiranyakashipu retorted, Prahalada, you keep talking about Vishnu as a supreme being. You know that I am the most supreme being in the universe. If what you say is true, then is that Vishnu present in this pillar? Hiranyakashipu pointed out to a pillar that was present in the palace assembly hall. Prahalada replied that Vishnu will be everywhere and of course, he will be present in the pillar as well. Hiranyakashipu took out his sword in one hand and saying insulting words about Vishnu, walked to the pillar and struck the pillar with the fist of his other hand with great force. From within the pillar, a fearful and loud sound like that of great thunder came. This sound shook the world and the other planets and everyone were afraid. Then. Lord Vishnu came out of the pillar in the Narasimha avatara form, half man, half lion. His face looked like a lion with a majestic mane 
angry eyes and teeth resembling swords. The rest of the body was in human form with a broad chest, strong and powerful arms and legs. Magnificent, fearsome and roaring, Narasimha came out of the pillar. Hiranyakashipu with great fury started attacking Narasimha with swords, maces and other weapons. Narasimha swept aside all the weapons just like someone swatting a fly and got hold of Hiranyakashipu. It was the evening Sandhya time, sunset time, when it is neither day nor night. Narasimha took Hiranyakashipu and sat in the entrance to his palace, neither inside nor outside. He placed him on his lap, neither on the ground nor in the sky. Then he tore Hiranyakashipu apart with his fierce and sharp nails without using any weapon and killed him with a roar. Every condition in the boon that Hiranyakashipu got from Brahma was satisfied and Hiranyakashipu was killed. Narasimha, even after killing Hiranyakashipu, was angry and fierce. He was angry that Hiranyakashipu had caused great trouble to his devotee Prahalada. He roared and with great anger sat on the throne that Hiranyakashipu had. The Devas, Brahma, Shiva and others came but were too afraid to even go near Narasimha. Even Lakshmi, the manifestation of kindness and Lord Vishnu's inseparable companion could not go near Narasimha due to his anger. Everyone requested Prahalada to go near Narasimha. Prahalada did as he was told and stood near his feet. Narasimha, on seeing his young devotee, calmed down and he placed his right hand on Prahalada and blessed him. Seeing this, the others came near Narasimha and paid their respects. Prahalada asked Narasimha to take him also to Sri Vaikuntha. But Narasimha asked Prahalada to stay on this earth and rule the universe according to the right rules of dharma. Narasimha then assumed his original form and returned to Vaikuntha. Prahalada stayed and became a great and wonderful ruler. Good things happened to his people and kingdom when he was here on earth. Even while he was ruling his kingdom, Prahalada was always a devotee of Lord Vishnu and he taught that to his people. By the way, Narasimha is half man and half lion, right? How do you think he looked? Magnificent, of course. A great teacher says that Narasimha was so beautiful that if one looks at him, even the most beautiful human being will look ugly compared to him. The most beautiful lion will look ugly compared to him. His beauty, combining half lion and half man, was the most beautiful being. Narasimha Avatara, though considered a fearful Avatara, is actually the most kind Avatara from the perspective of his devotees. He did all this because he wanted to help his devotee, Prahalada. One should not be afraid of Narasimha. In fact, Narasimha is the form of the Lord that is the most kind, removing the obstacles of his devotees to help them lead the right life thinking about him. Next time you go to a Narasimha temple, enjoy his beauty and the kind look 
in the lord's eyes with this we come to the conclusion of the narasimha avatara prahlada had a grandson named bali bali maharaja we will listen about bali's greatness and what vishnu did in his next avatara the vamana avatara